0: Welcome to another edition of the Peyton Chatenay Show, presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCrady. You probably figured out by now that's Peyton Chatney, Ole Miss Second Baseman. It is uh Thursday morning, about 10:45. Uh these Thursday through Saturday weekends, combined with midweek games, have made scheduling difficult. But uh, Peyton was uh nice enough to give me a couple of choices. We could either do late last night, which would not have gone well, as I after two nights of not sleeping, last night I crashed. And uh, and then um, and then this morning, even though it's a game day, we, we're getting this done for you guys. So we'll, we'll spend 15, 20 minutes or so and then let Peyton get on to a, a big weekend series with Mississippi State. First, I want to tell you we're brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. We've got a great collegiate collection for the Ole Miss fan in your life. Even if the fan in your life cheers for another team, they've got some of those products as well. All the list items from Martin Dingman, Peter Millar, Jack Victor, True Grit, Halsey, Duckhead, so many other brands. There at The Rogue, 4450, I-55 North, in Jackson, therogue.com. Peyton, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well.
0: All right. There's a lot to get to. Um, and a lot of it, frankly, is kind of somber. And, and I don't I don't want to be that super somber show. So let's get into some of the stuff and then we'll have a little fun with it. Oh, first, I did send you a video yesterday. Yeah, we have, we have talked about we have talked about bat flips and such, and we don't get to see the bat flips. So I, when I saw it, the first person I thought of was you. So it was a it was a I it looked like a community college kind of game in Texas, and yeah. uh, the pitcher had given up a go ahead home run, It appeared to be a two run home run, and the, the whoever the person was on base was able to go unimpeded to home plate and touch the plate. The same could not be said for the hitter. He was absolutely – He never
1: even touched home, I don't think.
0: He finally did. He finally got there. Um, But but only after he was just – I mean, it was a hell of a tackle. I mean, the, the pitcher obviously had played some defense in his days because he just nailed him. I wanted it's silent or at least on my phone, it was silent. I've looked for sound from where you could hear something I said in your opinion, did the pitcher just lose his mind or did the did the hitter say something going around? So what I
1: have what I have heard is I talked to one of my best friends goes to school up in Dallas and and kind of play around the same conference and stuff. And apparently what had happened is it had gotten to like 3-0 or something like that. The the pitcher threw a fastball right down the middle. Obviously, the kid took it and then chirped at the the hitter. Said something, you know, I don't know exactly what he said, but something along the lines of like you're not touching this, whatever, whatever. Probably called him some names. And then the kid hit a homer and pimped it. I don't. I wish I, we had a video of what the pimp job looked like. I yeah,
0: be, I'd, I'd, I'd pay money to see it. I really. Yeah, because
1: I feel like that would that would help us out. Of like, not that that was justified what the pitcher did by any means. I don't think you could the hitter could do anything besides yeah. maybe yeah. talk up yeah. about my mom or something that would make me want to do that but like <laughs> um i would love to see the pimp job and just see what it was like i can't believe the kid touched home because he got rocked
0: he like did. i cannot
1: believe he even uh got back up so it was a hell of a it ta- was a hell of a
0: tackle yeah. and i don't think he saw him coming
1: no no shot and i, mean, I wish so. i wish like um yeah, I I want to see the whole thing unfold, and I wish there was audio because I want to know exactly. Like, I'm sure the hitter was chirping the whole time around, and yeah. just just pissing off that pitcher. But yeah, he said some magic. Real.
0: He had to had to have said some magic words.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I mean, obviously, he said something. Those games do get chirpy. Like, it's sometimes they get intense. Even like some of the guys on the team who played like out uh, of JUCO before this talked about how. Here in the SEC, it's not that we necessarily hate every single player and every single team, but like in JUCO, it is like it is a war. You go to every single game, and they hate each <laughs> other. So,
0: awesome. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, you you respond. I can't remember your response, but it was it was funny. I laughed.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, there's. I want to know what the penalty is for that. Like I, I don't even know what.
0: I mean, Tony Vitello got four games for bumping you know, a, an umpire. Yeah. I mean, you you get suspended for.
1: He's got to be for at least a little while, right? At
0: least 2 or 3 weeks, right? I mean
1: I don't know how it works, but
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I don't think you can just go tackle base. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. I think and even even the 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 dugout like they jumped out, but then it was like I think everyone was so stunned like there's no way. He just did that, right? Like, there's no way he actually just went over there. But yeah, it was insane. You're right.
0: The bench is cleared, but it took a minute because everybody, yeah, like, everybody had to get over the shock and go, oh, okay, I guess we should run out here now. But everybody was, you could see everybody almost gasp, like, like oh, no my way. God. Yeah. yeah. The announcer, it took him 20 seconds to get his thought straight to, to explain <laughs> to the radio listeners what had happened. He just kept going, oh, gosh, or whatever. And it was funny.
1: Yeah, That's awesome, though. All right.
0: You guys... Um, the first half of the SEC season did not go the way you you wanted it to go. Obviously, you're five and ten at the at the turn. Got Mississippi State starting uh, Thursday night, three game set here in Oxford. I mean, you guys know the score. You sort of know where you are. Uh, what's the the general mindset of the team going into this weekend?
1: Um, I think for the most part, we are taking the more I don't want to say mature route about it, to where like we're not, at least I think we're, I'm speaking for the team here. I'm not necessarily as worried about who is on the other side at this point. Like it has gotten to the point where it doesn't matter if we're playing Tennessee, if we're playing state, if we're playing whoever it is, we got LSU and, and Missouri and everything's still coming up. We have to win the games regardless of whoever it is on the other side at this point. Um, for sure. It is a rival. And I think it's cool. And I love rivals because it's going to make the games even more intense and stuff. Um but I don't think the fans are going to necessarily agree with me on this one. But I think the game is it means the exact same as it will next weekend for us. Um, it's super cool and it's going to be packed, and I can't wait. But it, at this point, it's it's do or die for us. So
0: yeah, because from a number standpoint, right? If if you, if you if you were able to take care of business against Mississippi State, well, then obviously the series at Arkansas gets big. And if you're able to have some success there, the, the series against Missouri becomes the biggest series. Exactly. And then if you have success against them, the series against uh, at LSU becomes monumental. And then you come home to play AM and and you're, you're you know every win matters and it becomes the big series. Yeah. I completely get what you're saying. And I, I, I you're right. There will be fans who are like, No, it needs to be there needs to be something super extra yeah. for Mississippi State, but because of the situation you're in, you 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 can't afford to do that where you load up on Mississippi State and then you, you have a letdown when you go to Fayetteville, and you know where you're going in there, knowing that you're playing a really good team, and it's hard to win up there, and all that stuff. And you, yeah. the one thing you have to avoid is getting swept at this point, right? You've got to go, hey, let's let's win one, and then try to steal a series is exactly. probably the way you're you're probably thinking about it at that point. So,
1: I mean, yeah. no doubt, though. I mean, I would love to beat them twenty-one to zero. Like, obviously, sure. we won't beat State, but it, it doesn't even matter who we're playing at this point.
0: All right, but it is Mississippi State, and you guys, as a program, and this isn't all on you. Haven't been there for all of these games, but I'm curious to get your thoughts. You're a thoughtful guy. Ole Miss has been a, a a really strong program all these years. Mississippi State has too. Obviously, they won the national championship a year ago. But you guys, as a program, are three and sixteen in your last nineteen games against Mississippi yeah. State. Is that a mental thing, or has that just been coincidental? Is it matchups? What? 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 How do you? How do you sort of explain that?
1: I think there's really I mean, two things. A, they have been a great program the past couple years. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, And not saying that we haven't either. There was some statistic. I can't remember. There's only four teams out there that have won 100-and-something games. It was uh, us, Vandy State, and maybe Arkansas. No, Texas Tech. That's who it was. Um, Where it's like, obviously, they've been a great program. We know that. They won the national championship last year. Um, They're a great team. But also, that is like – they've just been playing better than us whenever we play them i don't think necessarily all those years that we've lost to them they have been the actual better team um but for whatever reason they have been able to to turn it up a little bit maybe whenever they're playing us um i mean it is what it is they've been playing better i don't know if there's really a good answer to to why it is that way
0: um but but yeah, you I mean, I don't think it's in your heads that you guys are like, "Oh God, we don't beat these guys very much." We pre- You don't think you're pressing extra against them or something?
1: I don't think so. But my stance on it is obviously a little bit different because I didn't grow up a Mississippi State hater or anything like that. So maybe there are some guys out there um, who grew up around Oxford that just always hated State to where it might be that way. I don't think so. Like even when we played them last year, the whole mindset was obviously. It's kind of the same as this year like it, this is a big weekend but it doesn't matter who we're playing on that side of the on the other side of the, uh the lines like um I don't know I don't know I don't have an answer as to why they've been better than us against each other um recently but um I think there's a good chance we get them this weekend and hopefully it'll kind of turn some things around for us
0: okay along those lines you're, you're, you're you've gotten good at this Peyton you lead right into segues um <laughs> You you guys had a, a disappointing game, uh, obviously, against Southeast Missouri on, I think it was Tuesday night, where it just did not go your way at all. And yeah. You guys got popped by them. There's no way around it. And, and after the game, I think Mike Bianco was pretty charged up and um, had some things to say. And then when he finished, um, people noticed that Ben Van Cleave uh, sort of took the proverbial yeah. mic, if you will, and talked to you guys. Um, I guess – if you don't mind me asking what did he say what was the the what was the topic of of his talk and then how much you know he's not an everyday guy he's not uh you know jacob gonzalez yeah. or tim Elko or or, yeah. or, or or something um did did you get uh did did you appreciate him taking the reins in that in, in the way that he did on tuesday night
1: yeah for sure um i mean first we had just gotten off of getting um Shoot out, which rightfully so. It was a terrible game. We played horrible. Um, so everybody was already kind of pissed off and down and whatever. Um, but then he pulled us all up right before we break it out and go take pictures or whatever we have to do. Um, and just said, look, the first thing is, I'm gonna have to paraphrase, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but first thing is we are a good team that's not playing well. Like it's not like we are an actual bad team and we have a bad track record and we've lost from the beginning of the year. Like we were on this stretch of we're sucking. Like obviously, you know, for whatever reason, we're a good team not playing well. And then he brought up, there's a statistic out there. Um, he said, if we can just go nine and six in the next 15 SEC games that we have, it'll put us at 14 and 16, I believe. Is that. I think that's right. That's correct. Yeah. So, and there's never been an SEC team that hasn't made the tournament going 14 and 16. So, um that's kind of our goal. That's the bottom line of what we have to do. Like that's the bare minimum. Um, and it kind of just put us in uh, to perspective, like it's not over as much as it seems like it's over. And as much as it seems like we're at rock bottom right now, like we can still do this and we can turn this thing around. Um, so it was cool to hear from him. And like you said, not necessarily an everyday guy, but still plays a big role in our team. Um, just from being the the character and the leader that he is. So, um, it is really cool. and, And, um, I think a lot of people would say Van Cleve has really, really um changed his ways a little bit and, and, and really impacted this team in a great way. It's really cool.
0: Along those lines, and I'm I'm curious about this because I don't cover you guys. Uh Chase does. So I'm not out there every day. I don't know all the guys to where I know them from any personal level. But people who do, and it's it's so funny. This is a it's it's funny how this becomes a criticism, right? Peyton is that they say it's a bunch of good guys. It's a bunch of nice guys. It's a bunch of guys that you would want your daughter to date. It's a bunch of guys that are going to be successful in life. It's a bunch of guys that are going to be successful in business or, or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? But maybe there's not enough asshole in the dugout. Maybe there's not a, a couple of guys that, you know, are throwing the, I'm a Cubs fan. I can remember when the Cubs got John lackey, uh, to pitch uh, on that team. It was a team full of young guys with, you know, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and John Lester. And you had a bunch of nice guys, you know, cancer survivors and guys with good stories and stuff. And nobody ever accused John Lackey of being a super nice guy. You know, he's kind of a jerk. And and they said we needed some jerk in, in, in there people that didn't, didn't give a damn and it just, you know, whatever. And that, you know, the Cubs ultimately won a world series. Thank God. And, uh, Anyway, people have said that about you guys, that maybe there's just not enough mean streak uh, in you, just a bunch of good guys. Is that a valid criticism? Or when you hear that, do you think, nah, it's not it?
1: Um, I don't think that's necessarily – another thing that Van Cleve did say is, how about we all play a little bit more selfish? As weird as that sounds, like if we can collectively – it's going to be kind of hard to explain, but if we can collectively play selfish – it will benefit the whole team kind of along the same lines of what you're saying is like, maybe care a little bit more about your own self and how you're doing and everything like that. Um, But I don't think it's to the point where like we have no grit or like what we don't have any dog or fight in us. Cause I Uh promise you like we care more than anybody else out there cares about us winning. Like it's hard to say that the, the fans out there that are tweeting at us, they don't care or they don't see what we i don't know it's
0: do you almost need someone to bat flip you and and taunt you do you, do you almost need someone to say something i mean you, i have
1: said that in a couple earlier podcasts like i love it whenever we play tennessee and they're gonna be chirpy and and, and yelling at us because it fires us up um and that has kind of been um our mantra lately like coach clement even said it How about we play with a little bit more edge to us, you know, but it's hard to do with like teetering the line of where you're going to be a douchebag and where you're going to be like, you know, just a competitor.
0: Yeah. Um, And especially if it's not your natural state, right? Yeah. You know, no,
1: it's true. Like there's definitely guys out there um, like Jacob Gonzalez is not going to go out there and tell the pitcher to F off. Like it's not (laughs) how how it is. is.
0: No, so he'd, um, he'd be getting out of his own head if he did that.
1: Yeah. And that, that to me doesn't mean that he's any less of a competitor than, than somebody else that's going to, you know,
0: Oh, for sure. You
1: know, Van Cleve loves to chirp at people and that's just the way it is. Like, um, but I do think there is a little bit more to it and um, having a little bit more grit, having a little bit more of an edge to you um, helps out. And we, we actually, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm necessarily supposed to say this, but we kind of took that a little bit too far in, um, South Carolina, eventually Coach B um, had to tell us to tone it down. Like, it got to the point where we were doing too much. But I would almost rather that right now, where Coach B is going to have to tell us, hey, you don't need to shut up. Like, that's that's too far. That's too much at this point. Because um, it shows that you care, and it shows that, you know, it means a lot. So we get fired up. Um, I like it. I don't I don't mind it, it to a certain degree, as long as you're not, you know, crossing the line, which I said it's kind of hard to do. But, yeah, I don't mind it at all. I think we should have played with a little bit more grit
0: you addressed the you know you're from Texas we talked about the old Miss, Mississippi State thing so I'll get I'll, I'll kind of skip past that because I think you've addressed it um, you guys are young people um, I was listening to Sam Presty, the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder and he was talking about you know um, outside noise and he goes it was you know it's, it's easy to talk about how you're not going to pay attention to what people on the outside are saying but young people and, and hell old people uh, but but young people are on their phones I mean I have I have two two kids in college that are roughly your age and they're constantly on their phones um, probably more than you are but you know you guys get on a bus and you pull your phone out um, you get off the plane you pull your phone out you get into the locker room after a game you, you you get on your phone you see things whether you want to see them or not you see things when you see all of the outside criticism, and I know you You know you and I talked about this before we got started. You signed up for this. You signed with an yeah. SEC school. You knew there was going to be a microscope on you if you played baseball at Ole Miss that would be bigger than the microscope would be on you if you played at Sam Houston, for example. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah.
0: But that. how much do you see it? How much do you hear it? How much does the criticism bother you? Obviously, you're not putting up the numbers this season that probably you would like to put up. It's not from a lack of effort. Yeah. Um, does does it become something that gets in your head when you're when you're, you know, trying to play?
1: I think it is impossible to say that you can completely ignore it. Like it is impossible, especially like if I get tagged in something in Twitter, I'm going to see it because I have to look at my mentions or something like that. Like it's impossible to completely um, disregard it. But we've talked about it. Like there's guys on the team that've had to just completely get rid of social media because it comes to such a problem and, and um especially right now and not this isn't our whole fan base because there's a lot of people still backing us and still loving us. But um I think with any fan base, if you're losing it like this, like we are, um it's easy to get mad at us and it's easy to to say, you know, what they think they see is right and whatever. Um so to say it's we don't see it is impossible. Um you have to try your best not to. And if you are going to look at it, you have to be able to, to take it with a grain of salt. And not that every time everybody's wrong, like sometimes what they're saying is true and you know, yeah, I'm not hitting well, you know, like there's obvious stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's hard sometimes to not see it and to have it not affect you, but hopefully for the most part, you can take it, um, not as a good thing, but kind of fuel your fire a little bit to yeah. realize like, Hey, I know you're telling me, I think I should be benched or I think I, you know, I shouldn't ever be playing anymore, but I promise you, I got way more to prove than, than, than what I'm doing right now. And, you know, um, hopefully you can take it that way. And, and more so um, the light of fire underneath. Yeah, you know?
0: w- put Add wood to the fire. Sure.
1: Exactly. I always say that wood word. So I always like to say that. Um, but same with like coach B even talked to us about it yesterday. He said, you know, as much as it sucks, social media is around us now. There's no way you can not look at it. He's like, But if you're the guy that it's going to affect you that much, he said, I can't force you to do anything, but please just delete it. Like, don't even look at it because it can ruin you and it can it can really destroy you. Um and I can't imagine Coach B's Twitter handle right now. I I couldn't you imagine. But um
0: You did the segue thing again, Peyton. You're really you're really doing well. Um <laughs> Along those lines, obviously there's there's more chatter about Mike Bianco's job security. And and so with that, there's other coaches that are on his staff. You know these people. I mean, you know them, you know, as more than just a coach at this point. I mean, these are people that 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 you respect and love and play with and hang hang you spend a lot of time with the people mm-hmm. inside those programs. Knowing that that stuff's out there and it's real, does that put pressure on you? Is that something you guys ever even talk about or is it kind of unspoken that hey we're, we're we're there's there's stuff that we can't control here and we just have to do our jobs
1: that's pretty much what you have to do like um, we don't really talk about it within the facility like i'm never going to bring that up to him or to anything like that um what sucks is is it's our performance like it's the players there's only so much that i mean coach b gets so much hate and 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 everything like that but there's only so much he can do. Like he can't go up there and bat. He can't go up there and and pitch for us. Like if you're going to get mad at anybody, get mad at me for striking out, not for coach B for playing me. You know what I mean? Like um, I understand. It's the same thing as fans getting mad at us for not playing well. They're just um, really passionate and want us to do well. Um, We don't really talk about it that much. It it is what it is. And um, I don't know the history, but I guarantee you this isn't the first time that it's been like this, you know, um and I, I don't think he really reasoned to it too much either, which is good for all of us. Um, and the coaching staff as a whole, I think I've talked about it before, like they're what make, they're what makes this program great to where we're allowed to have the culture that we can have and the friendships and stuff. like I'm up at the facility two hours before practice because I just want to hang out with everybody. Like it's the culture and, and it's more than just this year for for me as like when it talked about the coaching staff, Um, they really build you up as, as a human being, not just a a baseball player. Um, so I hope coach B doesn't read too much into it. And I don't think he does. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get it from both sides.
0: Well, Hey, I told you this before we started, I'll say it publicly. Um, I, I appreciate you doing the show and I appreciate you taking these questions. And and uh, I look forward to the weekend when you've lit it up and we get to have a little fun with it because um uh, yeah, right it, me too. I know you do. It it's it's uh I've told people I I I don't want to come across as like being overprotective or whatnot, but it, it, you know, I I think it's first class of you to talk about it and all that stuff here on, on a public forum. It would have been easy to be like, ah, I don't want to do it this week, but you you made time and I appreciate it and I hope the people that watch this and listen to it appreciate it as well. Big series for you this weekend. I know that. Good luck. Uh, have fun and um, hope it goes well and look forward to visiting with you. Hopefully next week.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you.
0: That's Peyton Chatney, Ole Miss second baseman. Again, please don't forget the show brought to you by the rogue Forty Four Fifty I 55 North and Jackson, the rogue.com. Great collegiate collection. Uh, if you're getting your uh, summer wardrobe, you are wanting to add some things to it. They've got all the the uh, latest from the best name brands out there. If uh, you're needing a suit for wedding season, that kind of thing, make sure that you go to the Rogue. They're going to make sure you get fitted, and you're not looking like you just bought some boxy suit off of a rack. You're going to look, uh, you're going to look good and feel good when you uh, walk out of the Rogue. Again, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or theRogue.com. So for Peyton Chatelet, I'm Neil McCready. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there, and we will talk to you next week.